This is episode 320. If you've repeatedly failed or fallen off the bandwagon with short-term health goals and you're thinking you absolutely suck at life, you've got no willpower and you're too weak for this health challenge, well, I've got three reasons that explain why these short-term health goals are failing you and why you need to go bigger, much bigger, to allow for successful health transformation. I explain it all on the other side of this intro. So, let's get into it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously, so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. All right, what's up, my healthy friends? Welcome back to another episode of the show, another Coaching with Maddie episode. And in 2024, it's my mission to coach 500 people to get control of their sugar cravings and sugar binges so they can stop yo yo dieting, stop obsessing about food, and finally create a body that they feel confident being in. And a big part of that is setting goals in the right way. And so I want to talk to you today about why short term health goals fail for almost everyone. Not everyone. There's a few people that get it right, uh, but that's not me and that's not most of us. And that's probably not you listening if you responded to the title of this podcast episode. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to posit the idea that short-term health goals don't work. And I'm sure you can look back on your own life and look at all the money and all the short-term health stints that you've been on, which felt great for a short period of time and actually in many cases didn't feel great because <laughs> you were so deprived and restricted and hungry and missing all out on all the good bits and pieces of your, your food and you know normal life journey kind of thing. And at the time, you were feeling motivated and you even saw some rapid results. You might have seen some rapid weight loss or some rapid gut changes or just feeling better in your own skin, whatever it was. And then at some point, really soon, it just all disappeared. And sometimes it doesn't just disappear. It gets worse. It gets worse than when you even started. Um, And some of the reasons for that could be maybe you simply forgot It's really common to start a health journey and forget about it because you've already got a busy life. And so you need to actually do things to remind yourself, oh, I've actually decided to change. Maybe that it went to shit because it was just too much too soon. That's really common as well. You're going too hard, changing too many things. There's too much to keep track of, too much to remember, too much to do in your already busy life. Or maybe you were just so far removed from what felt normal that you panicked. And then basically you said, I quit. That's it. I'm out. And you probably know from looking back at your life and thinking, hmm, I've done this a few times where I've done short-term hardcore things because we have this romantic idea that if I just try really hard for a couple of weeks, I'll be where I want to be and I can just get on with my life. And that's exactly what most people, maybe you, have done. And the couple of weeks were great. And then guess what? On the other side of that, There you were. It's like when people have their life go to shit and they decide to move cities or move countries. The irony is that when you land in that country, guess who's there? You. (laughs) On the other side of all the shit, you're still there. You still need to do the work properly. Just like on the other side of short-term diets, short-term weight loss stuff, short-term deprivation, yada, yada, yada. You get the point. And so I want to talk about three reasons why short-term health goals don't work out in the long run. So the number one thing is the self-sabotage brain finds this situation juicy as fuck because it's given such easy access to topple things over. And it thinks, 
well, we can escape discomfort pretty easily in this situation. There's not that much to lose. If we're doing a 28-day challenge or a six-week thing or an eight-week thing, that's so close that we think, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll just have this snack and then I'll start again on Monday. Or, you know what, it's only 28 days. We're two weeks into it. You know, fuck it. Two weeks to go. It doesn't matter. It's not, not, not much has changed anyway. And so it's the end of the challenge or the end of the health stint that you're going on is just around the corner. And so it, your brain just gives up. It says it's so much easier to give up. The end is nigh. So why not give up now? And the idea of escaping discomfort is the whole reason we're probably in this overweight body or damaged body or diseased body to begin with for many people because you went towards pleasure. You didn't, you wanted to escape discomfort. You wanted to eat the ice cream on the couch because your boyfriend broke up with you or you're going through hard times in your relationship or you wanted to eat pizza and stuff your face full of chocolate after the pizza, after you've had three too many slices because you've had a really shit day or there's a few things in your life going really wrong and you just want to numb out. You don't want to feel the discomfort or you stay up really late snacking, snacking, snacking. So by the time you get to bed, you're so numbed out and high on sugar, you just kind of pass out because you can't bear to lie in bed with your own thoughts. I've really, multiple of these that I've just shared with you has been my life at some point. And that's why I get this stuff. So I understand it doesn't work and why we're trying to escape discomfort because the discomfort is where the work is done. It's the discomfort is where the success happens and you have to get comfortable in the uncomfortable. And the truth is, you'll never be comfortable in the uncomfortable. That's why it's called the comfortable. But you have to be highly familiar and able to navigate it. So reason one why short-term health goals don't work is because it allows your self-sabotage brain easy access to all of the opportunities and all of the excuses and all of the reasons to change things back to what they used to be. Which leads us to number two, which is just short-term health goals simply don't achieve very much. And if you're in a short-term health thing or challenge or whatever, and it's like weight loss and you're seeing large results in a short amount of time, that should be a red flag. That should be of high concern to you that it will not be sustainable and you won't be able to do this a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. And if it is going at normal pace, you should almost achieve nothing (laughs) in in the short-term program because the truth is that you want to move slowly with your weight loss. You want to move slowly with your gut health. You want to move slowly with all of these things so that they are sustainable from a behavior standpoint, but also so your biological vessel, the human body, has time to adapt, heal, and manage the transition in what's going on because if we do it too suddenly, you might have a problem on the other end. Some people that go carnivore end up carbohydrate resistant, which when they introduce some kind of carb again, means it wipes them out, you see? So we've got to transition slowly. Unless someone's in a dire disease situation where it's like, we need to hit this hard today, that's the only sort of exception that I would say short-term, hardcore uh, health challenges, goals, extreme things need to be applied. But for almost everybody listening, we need big long-term goals over time with, with small changes. And it's not sexy. I know you're not going to see it on a billboard. You're not going to see it on a Facebook ad. But that's the truth. Actually, you will see it on a Facebook ad if you're seeing my Facebook ad. <laughs> the third thing is that it's not about your identity. If you're doing something for a short period of time, it's not enough time to transition your identity into being someone who is a healthy person, which means that if it's not about identity, it relies on a part of your identity, which isn't very strong. And that is resilience, which then requires willpower. And you wake up and think, shit, I've got to do this thing again. And you're overwhelmed by it because it doesn't feel right for who you are. You're pushing yourself to be someone different. And whilst that's a good part of the exercise in 
actually becoming someone different. With a short-term thing, you don't become someone different because you look forward to when you can return very soon in a short time frame back to who you used to be. And the truth is that we need to wake up in the morning and think, what does a healthy person do and behave like a healthy person, which eventually means you will achieve a weight loss goal or, or a gut health goal or a brain fog goal or a insulin resistance reversal goal or insert disease situation problem, whatever's going on. So if you're not doing long-term stuff, you're not going to build an identity that favors transition and transformation. You're just going to rely on willpower to get you through this little hard chapter of your life. If your self-sabotage brain doesn't knock you over two weeks into it instead of lasting the whole four, six or eight or whatever it might be, right? And that's part of the reason why we need to actually plan long-term and actually consider the fact that if it's short-term, probably not going to get us very far. And you should be able to identify that on the front end. Sure, the short-term stuff can allow you to enter a space where bigger stuff is possible. Uh, And I've got different bits and pieces which are short-term, but that's ideally leading someone into something significantly longer term. So these are three reasons why your short-term health goals are a terrible idea. Your self-sabotage brain gets in the way and wants to escape discomfort as soon as possible. Short-term health goals shouldn't, by definition, achieve very much, which sucks because that's not why we're here. <laughs> and three, when it's short-term, it's not about identity and your identity doesn't have enough time to actually transition into being who you need to be in order to be a healthy person. And that's why with every, anything I do, we frame things in a 12-month goal idea as a minimum, Right? This is why your goals must be 12 months in advance because it's realistic in regards to how fast we're going to see uh, results. It allows for shit to go wrong, which means that you can go through the highs and lows of being a human being and still be focused on your health and know how you'll show up with your health when you're feeling depressed and know how you'll show up with your health when you're feeling happy and excited, right? You want to go through all the social situations that happen in a year as well around food your body and health as well and know how to navigate those because without actually navigating them in the company of someone that's keeping you accountable or giving you guidance, your self-sabotage brain sees all of those opportunities as opportunities to get off the bandwagon forever, right? And it also means that you experience all of the emotions, not just the super high, not just the super low, but all of them, all of the situations that a healthy person or an unhealthy person would experience. And you will learn how you show up and how to navigate those situations whilst either maintaining your new healthy person ideas about yourself or falling off the bandwagon and learning how to pick yourself up again on the other side. And when I say 12 months, there's really no end date to being a healthy person. We just want to go one entire year, which allows most people to experience all sorts of things, life, death, sadness, heartbreak, arguments, anger, happiness, excitement, success, all of them. Most people should experience some variation of that in a 12-month period. So it's important that we think 12 months and then five years and 10 years in regards to how we think about our goals. In fact, we had a call in my Consistency Club community today, which is a membership program I run off the back of my main programs. And we were talking about the fact that uh, one particular woman was sharing that it's fully taken her 10 years to get it all right, all of the areas of her health right. And that is being honest and realistic about how you transform your entire life all of the avenues, not just food and emotional eating, but all of the avenues. It might not take you 10, but the point is it doesn't just take 
four weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it might be. So if you've enjoyed this episode and you know someone that's making too many short-term goals because you know they're sexy and appealing and we all are under the illusion that on the other side of a four-week thing will just be someone different somehow, you should send this episode to them. And if, you, if you've enjoyed it, give it five stars, rate it, review it, all of that kind of stuff. And I'll see you on the next podcast episode. Thanks for being here. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode or learnt anything at all, the gift of your five-star rating would be incredibly helpful. And what's even more powerful is if you write a review. You can do it below each episode on Spotify every time an episode comes out. And inside Apple Podcast, simply find the main page of this show with all the episodes on it, scroll to the bottom, hit write a review, share your amazing feedback, and then hit send. It helps this show grow tremendously and allows me to successfully invite bigger and more famous guests each time we do the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us climb the charts, climb the algorithm and help more people. Oh, and by the way, I have a short disclaimer as well. I just wanted to quickly remind you that the information provided on this podcast is for general informational purposes only. While we strive to bring you accurate and up-to-date content, it's important to note that a lot of this is mixed with opinions, stories, and ideas not supported by mainstream science or medicine. Any advice or suggestions should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult a healthcare provider before making any decisions about the health and wellness of you and your family. Remember too that what works for one person may not work for another. And just as we promote on the show, each person is responsible for their own health decisions. Thank you for tuning into the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. And now, the next episode. Here it is.